Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Natalie, a wellness and mindset coach, yoga and meditation teacher for Own Your Health Collective. Natalie shares the story of how Own Your Health Collective started with her business partner, Lisa. She also talks about the work that they are doing in the area of perimenopause to support women to see their whole health as the cornerstone to achieving personal goals and living their best life. She also shares some useful tips for supporting yourself during perimenopause. This conversation is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have with me Natalie. She is a mindset and wellness coach as well as a yoga and meditation teacher and her business is Own Your your health collective. And she is here helping women to embrace different stages of their life, in particular perimenopause. So welcome, Natalie. Hello, Narelle. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, thank you so much for joining me. I did have uh, uh, Lisa last season, so it's so nice to have you join us and hear your side of the business because it's too completely different areas that you're focusing on, but then you come together to complement each other so nicely. So maybe start by telling us a little bit about what you like to do in your own free time. Yes, and uh, I know it's not a typical uh, free time activity, but marathon running is my uh, activity that I love to do in my free time. And it's quite funny. I had this joke with um, my husband does triathlons and we always have this joke that, you know, why is our me time something so strenuous like triathlon or marathon? But for me, it's, um, it's my meditation and it's also just helps me to organize my day. I find that when I'm training for a marathon, I'm just so much more disciplined in um, my everyday life. So, yeah, it's just such a game changer for me. So which one of you is in training at the moment? Or you both uh, me. You are. No, me. Uh, my husband just did the Cairns Ironman in June and so he sort of has, you know, priority when he's doing mm. his and then we tag team. But, look, we, we still run and, and exercise. Uh, we just taking turns on who has priority, first dibs on the early runs. Yeah. <laughs> so which one, what are you training for at the moment? So I'm training for Melbourne Marathon, Melbourne. which is in October. Yeah. yeah. So my husband's done a few marathons. I don't even know how many now. That was a lot back in when my daughter was born. So she's 13 now. So maybe when she was two, he started doing them. And then his knees aren't coping anymore. So now he's changed to kayaking and he did the Murray Marathon this year instead. So I know the training, like and being a partner of someone who trains and you can't both be doing it at the same time with kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, no, it's quite. definitely not. It's quite strenuous and takes up a lot of time, isn't it? It's more around the time factor. It is. It, it definitely is. And I'm, I'm very grateful that, uh, yeah, my husband and I, we, well, we both understand 
what our, you know, activities do for us in terms of, you know, the person we are and, and who we want to be and, you know, showing up for our family and for our friends. So, I'm yeah, I'm very grateful. And, and even on the flip side, my daughter, I did my first one before I uh, became pregnant with her. And so she just sort of knows no different in, yeah. in seeing us do our activities and, and she gets right behind it too. So, yeah, it's good. And have you got a favourite? Favourite marathon? Marathon, yeah. So I did uh, New York and Chicago a few years ago and uh, I'd probably say a New York actually. Yeah, it was just an incredible experience with 50,000 other runners, over a million people spectating from start to finish. It was just, yeah, it was just like a, a rock star moment, people calling out your name and, yeah, having a great time. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And was the training, like what was the conditions like when you got there? Was it perfect what you training worked well <laughs> uh, it was raining I have okay. to say every marathon I've done apart from Chicago actually rained so okay. yeah it was oh, raining but yeah it, you know what I find that cools me down I, yeah. I overheat sometimes when I'm running so the rain's a welcome relief yeah yeah because Melbourne you can get anything can't you it could be the hottest day or it could be nice and cool yes yes definitely it's just the luck of the draw so I tend not to worry about what I can't control, especially yeah. with the weather and just, you know, what will be will be and we'll adapt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us about Own Your Own Health, Own Your Health, sorry, Collective and how it came about with you and Lisa. Yeah, so we were both working in our own respective businesses uh, coaching and had a really strong focus in supporting women in particular around health and well-being. And for me, I come into business after having my daughter and having my own stressful moment at work that I just I was I was seeking a change and I, you know, managed to support myself and use coaching for myself as well. And I thought, you know what, I really want to help other women because I've just learnt so much that, uh, you know, I have to get this information and this education out there. So we met through a mutual friend and really from there we just hit it off. Um, I said we went on a, a blind coffee business date and uh, just connected from the beginning and really, you know, learnt that we come from different um, health skills and knowledge but very complementary and, you know, that whole message around whole health was something that really resonated from the word go and, um, yeah, we were able to just, you know, build on that and, you know, we solidified the business in early 2020 and it's, it's, it's been great just seeing it evolve and grow from when we first started. Oh, and, you, and you started, so you started right at the start of the pandemic then, wasn't it? Yes, yes. We had some great goals and aspirations for that year and then they were all quashed, uh, mainly because my daughter as well started school that year. So, you know, we are thrust into homeschooling and <laughs> just trying to navigate, you know, not just the, the new world of school, but then, mm. you know, yeah, then homeschooling. So we, we did a bit during that year, um, but also, you know, we had to also be mindful of our own health and, and stresses yep. and managing that. But um it allowed us to pivot and really niche into where we are today, which, you know, is sort of the silver lining for us is which what I say. So did you start off focusing on perimenopause from the start? No, we didn't. No, yeah. we were starting very much from that general health and well-being mm. and really focusing on whole health. So supporting individuals and um, in workplaces around that physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health. But then we just felt like we were still missing something and through our own experiences, you know, 2020 I was experiencing, you know, a great deal of stress and, you know, I got to the point where I'm like, 
hang on, I work in this space supporting other people around stress. How can I be so stressed? And I had to have a level of kindness to myself, you know, and say, look, we have never been through anything like this before. You know, the demands on you were so far exceed anything you've, you've managed, you know, had before. But what I was seeing was changes in um, menstrual cycles and, you know, really having um, different things happen there. And Lisa, obviously having her own perimenopause experience as well, we just kept coming back to ourselves, thinking, you know what, we're not educating um, or looking at the lifestyle elements for women and men separately because particularly as we get older, we're different, you know, our performance, our energy, the way we feel changes. And so, yeah, that allowed us to really reflect on our own personal experience and then, you know, um, educate ourselves and and uh, build our knowledge around that space to then say, okay, let's let's really niche into this area. Um, it started with menstrual health to begin with. Mm. and then perimenopause and menopause and in fact it was menopause because um people didn't really know about perimenopause Mm. just organically grew from there yeah so maybe tell us a bit about what is perimenopause for those who maybe haven't listened to previous episode where lisa talks about it so that they get a bit of a snippet because i know for me i learned it from your podcast as well oh fabulous no that's good and um and in all honesty i didn't know what perimenopause was uh until it until a few years ago myself actually and I still have those many conversations with friends and um and women that I talk to as well so essentially perimenopause is the phase before menopause and menopause a probably good place to start is just one day and it is the 12 month anniversary of our last um, menstrual period And we don't know that it's going to be our last menstrual period, but if we're, you know, tracking our cycle and aware of the changes we're going through in our body, we do come to know that, okay, 12 months, this is my one day of menopause. Perimenopause can last anywhere from seven to 10 years. And it's the changes, the hormonal changes in our body and really where we experience, um, you know, the plethora of symptoms that we can go through. Um, first main symptom is a change in our menstrual cycle that we might see that we might have a longer cycle, we might skip a period, we might have, you know, continuous bleeding for a period of time. And that's usually the first sign that, okay, there's there's some hormonal changes going on in our body. And then, you know, as we can get closer to that one day of menopause, you know, we can start to experience more and more symptoms. But it is that uh, lead up into that one day of menopause. And it's, you know, simply the the changes that our body naturally go through in preparation for that one day. Oh, thank you so much for clarifying that because I'm sure there's people listening who are like, oh, I didn't know that. That's something mm. they're just learned, especially if you're not at that stage of life yet. You, you don't know, do you, unless you've had a mother that shared that with you? Mm. Yeah, look, definitely. And, you know, I'm, I'm 40, I'm, I'm not in perimenopause, but I know I'm a lot closer to it than I am um, away from it. Yep. And, you know, I, I am noticing subtle differences and changes in my body. And, you know, it's, and having that knowledge that I've had mm. has supported me in understanding, okay, you know what, this is actually quite normal. And, you know, a lot of the time we think about menopause as, you know, that much older, you know, gray haired woman, 
when in actual fact, you know, we start to experience changes, you know, uh, late 30s, early 40s, right through up until mid 40s and 50s. So it's, you know, there's a, a good chunk of our lifetime that we do experience changes. And, um, you know, part of my messaging with Lisa is the more we know about our body and the more we're connected to our body before we come into that phase of life, you know, the better and smoother the transition can sometimes be and and really more so around that level of acceptance as well. You know, a big part of it is accepting that we're going through this life change. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a key point to really know our body before we get to that phase of life. Yeah, that's beautifully put. I really, really like how you've put that being prepared um, mm. going into that stage because I wish I had been prepared and known what I was about to, you know, enter into. Um, but I'm so grateful that whoever, I can't even tell you who it was I listened to and you were both being interviewed on their podcast that I went, oh, my gosh, where's that podcast? I need to follow these yeah. girls. And then I binge listened to every every episode that you'd put out. And so, yeah, I definitely highly recommend people going and listening to your um, podcast for both your knowledge as well as the guests that you interview because you get a real sense of st- the story of everyone is different and they all have different experiences. So I know for me that I picked up some of the things that I was like, oh, that must be perimenopause, that and that symptom as well, whereas I didn't know that previous. Yes, yes, very true, and we've been very grateful to have you uh, coming up on our podcast as well, which we're excited for. Oh, no, I can't wait. So tell us a bit about then you, your service and what you do and what you bring to Own Your, Own, Own Your Health Collective. So part of what I bring is very much around the mindset and um, the broader well-being element. So I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and, you know, I love everything about the brain and the mindset and, you know, and it's been my marathon running, which has been a great um, introduction to that over the years, just around how powerful we are in our mind and using our mind to be able to support our life and our health and our well-being. So I really support, you know, from an individual um, coaching element around mindset, boosting confidence, um, stress management, um, a lot around confidence and, and really, you know, acknowledging that, Yep, there is confidence within us and, you know, even through this phase of life, as much as we feel like um, we, we've lost confidence, we, we can still instill that and, and build upon that. And where yoga and meditation has really been a game changer for, um, for myself personally but also with my clients is the opportunity to draw within and really connect you know, thoughts to feelings mm. and and to actions. And whenever I'm, you know, running a workshop or with a client, I always give that equation around, you know, your thoughts equal your feelings equal your actions. And what I love about yoga and meditation is that it, you know, it allows us to come out of our head, out of our mind and into our body and really feel into what we're feeling, you know, the emotional, the sensation responses um, to any situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, I love that. And that's the same. I love that it tunes into maybe it's not even labelling it as an emotion, but just that sensation. Where is that sensation in your body that you're feeling and just connecting that awareness, isn't it? Which, Mm. you know, it's almost like we all, which they are doing in schools now, but we could have done more and can continue to add more into education so that, you know, students are growing up with this knowledge that we definitely didn't have as as children anyway. It wasn't talked about and it wasn't 
unless you obviously had a yoga teacher as a mum, it wasn't um, within our school system, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. And, you know, and even today, that's probably why a lot of my friends or, you know, sort of our our age group, you know, sort of thinking, oh, meditation, geez, I can't meditate. I can't switch my mind off or not think, or I couldn't do yoga. I don't look like a Lululemon model. Um, (laughs) You know, so there's misconceptions about what they are. So there's a a whole relearning that, you know, we get to give to um, our generation, which I think is, is exciting. But yeah, nice to see that more of this is coming through the education system Mm -hmm. um i I really value emotional intelligence and i think there's you know that's another great topic that could really come into um education systems as well yeah definitely definitely so something you touched on i really love and i've listened to you talk about it in previous episodes is maybe even touch on is about the confidence and how perimenopause can really affect your confidence or for some Mm, people in particular yeah, look, and a lot of it comes down to, you know, it's those physical changes. So, you know, the the hot flushes, uh, the brain fog, um, you know, we feel that, you know, all of a sudden we've been confident in being able to express and, and talk and, and remember things, particularly in the workplace, mm-hmm. to then all of a sudden you know, feel like you're losing your mind and, you know, how come you can't remember, you know, the, the talk or the speech that you're going to give or why can't you remember what you did yesterday? And, you know, it's it, it has a huge impact on women in the workplace because a lot of it really comes down to that um, not understanding what it is that they're going through and not understanding that is this is actually part of perimenopause and as troubling as it is, it's very natural. Um, so I'm a big believer that that level of acceptance is really important. So, you know, education with acceptance and just knowing that, okay, it's, it's a phase that I'm going through and this is where I'm at now, what do I need to support myself to, you know, feel confident or, you know, boost my confidence as, um, as I navigate through this phase of life, and, you know, one of the things I very much talk about is, um, you know, knowing and coming back to yourself. So in particular, knowing your values, um, even using your character strengths as well, and just, um, yeah, being being aware of who you are and and, and um, what lights you up and, and nurturing. And, you know, I really liken um, life phases that we go through as personal development tools and I know it could be very challenging in the in the process of and there's no way we would even look at it that as as a personal development tool but it really is and every day is a learning and is a lesson and it's like well what can I take from this how can I use this and and evolve and and grow Mm, definitely oh that's beautiful thank you for sharing that so and because you work a lot with um businesses don't you in helping them to develop some policies around supporting women in going through this stage which uh, maybe it was on your podcast I did hear a fact about what the percentage is at the moment within Australian workforce was it maybe it was on your podcast do you know off the top of your head what yeah, the percentage is a- of going through perimenopause within the Australian workforce yeah, so I think at the moment, just trying to refresh my memory, I think there's about a million women who yeah. are going through perimenopause right now. And that's really looking at that 40 plus mm. age range. And, you know, that age range, 40 plus, and when you look at the women's um, 
life cycle of their career, that is a phase of life where women are ready to come back into their careers after, you know, caring for kids or even caring for um, elderly parents. And, you know, they're ready to build on the foundations that they've set prior to and ready to really just come in, you know, guns blazing. And um, it starts off really great. And then, you know, it can, those perimenopause symptoms can really wreak havoc. But uh, it's a fair chunk of the Australian mm. workforce who are, um, you know, very close to perimenopause or right through perimenopause. Yeah, yeah. So do you have some tips around how people can support themselves if they're going through this stage? Yeah, so obviously education is the first um, step, I really believe. And, and a lot of the work that we do in workplaces is very much about educating, you know, the individual woman, but also educating, you know, the wider community as well, both men and women, you know, we, we all need to understand this phase of life. So that's a real key step. And, you know, getting education sources from different areas. Um, of course, you know, we can go to our uh, local GP, um, but we hear, you know, stories, that, you know, women still aren't getting the information that they need from their GP. So where can you gather the information from, you know, from podcasts, from books, uh, speaking to to friends and and family and, um, you know, learning about past experiences and uh, the experiences of others too. And that probably leads me on to my next one is, Opening up uh, conversations and, of course, it's not about, you know, delving into the nitty-gritty and you get to be as um, open or as private as you want to be, but at least fostering that conversation. You know, women always talk about how isolated they feel through this phase of life and the only way to break that isolation is to really start, you know, breaking down the barriers to that that communication. And then... The other key tip for me is really around, you know, using your body to support you. You know, I believe that we are equipped with internal resources and we've got a bit of a, a toolkit here that we can access. And, you know, it's, it's you know, starts from the mind to the heart to the gut. And this is my yoga and meditation <laughs> coming out. But when we can really connect to ourselves using our intuition, um, having those moments of stillness or white space throughout our day where we can be present with what we're feeling at any moment, you know, recognising triggers, things that trigger stress in us or, um, you know, when we're not feeling so great so that we can then, you know, identify that and look at, okay, this is what I need right now and and what I need right now is to just rest or what I need actually is to reach out to someone and I just need to have a conversation with them or I need to, you know, make myself a smoothie because that's what makes me feel good or go out for a walk or go to the gym. You know, we just, we don't listen to our bodies enough. And, you know, that comes from societal pressures of go, 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 busy, busy, busy. Um, So that, that stillness, you know, it's um, yeah, the benefits are just, you know, incredible for us. Which I'm sure you're the same as me, like that yoga, it's such an empowering thing that allows like the feedback I get from women who attend um, is that later on when they're at home and they actually then feeling the stress, they recognize it. Whereas previously, when they weren't really tuned into their body, they were tuned straight into their head. They never realized that they were in that stress um, state. And like they're like, now I notice when my shoulders go up. I notice when my head, you know, I'm frowning my brow or I'm clenching my jaw because of yoga and having that, you know, education throughout a class when you're doing it. You know, it's so subtle, but it's just enough, isn't it? 
It is. And it's, it's, it's training the brain, isn't it? To have that awareness that, you know, you acknowledge the sensations in your body. And, you know, what I love teaching clients is, you know, gathering your toolkit whilst you're on the mat so that you can use it when you're off the mat and out in your daily life. And you might feel, you know, during a class that maybe you're not getting, you know, so much from it. And particularly in those early days of, you know, when you're beginning your yoga practice, you sort of think, oh, am I getting anything from this? Mm. But it's those little aha moments that you have off the mat and they're just, wow, right, okay, now I see it's all forming together. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, I agree. So how can people find you and tell us about the podcast as well? Yes, so we have Perimenopause Power Podcast and essentially it is Lisa and I, uh, we have episodes where we're talking and really honing in on some of those lifestyle skills and strategies that women can use to support themselves. Plus we have amazing guests and other women who are, you know, either leading into or going through perimenopause right now sharing their own story and their own strategies for how they've uh, transitioned through that phase of life. And then, you know, you can access us at uh, ownyourhealthco.com.au or we're on Instagram and Facebook at ownyourhealthco as well. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for your time and also for all your knowledge as well, Natalie. Thank you so much, Narelle. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nidra yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. Mm-hmm.